The goal for this podcast is to better our understanding through conversation. Communication is one of the easiest, yet hardest things to do. Whether that's communication of feelings, thoughts, or opinions. But through communication, new perspectives begin to take place. Throughout the various topics and opinions discussed on this podcast, we hope that we can add value, understanding, and a few laughs to your day. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. So, uh, one of the things, man, that uh, one of the things that I was thinking on actually on the way here was uh, the years 23. Right. 2023. You know, um, so we three years into a new decade. And um, as we continue to just go forward, it's easy. It becomes easier and easier to go forward within a new decade because it's like you start to slowly get away from, you know, the things of old. But how do you get away from the things of old? It's simply because the things of old become um they become something that's common to right. us like for example in 2020 we were battling with a pandemic and that pandemic uh brought about uh covid something brand new mm-hmm. now people talk almost as though when they talk about 2020 you remember when the pandemic was oh wait a minute we still in the midst of it it hasn't gone anywhere but it's like they talk about it like it's past tense mm-hmm. so I got to thinking, man, um, the further we go along and, and we venture forward, it's like the more we take for granted the things that happened in the past, the things that we've been through in the past. And, you know, oftentimes in the good book, it states that there's no, uh, there's no, no new thing under the sun. And then men, a man is taking it, put a spin on it. And man says, you know, um, history repeats itself. His story repeats itself. Right. When you look at it like that and you break that word history down into his story, his story repeats itself. Whose story are we talking about? You know what I'm saying? Because his could be anybody. But I guess if you really don't, if you really don't put a, uh, an emphasis on who his is, then that means that every story repeats itself. Uh, there's some truth to that, man. Um, just because like of the relatability Like just going through life And sharing different stories Sharing different moments And it's like Yo bro Like I remember this one time that some, And you just go off of like that And it's like the similarities in it It could almost be the same It could always be It could, it could share different sections in it But it's almost like Everybody has experienced Some form of relatability exactly. To where we on different sides of the continent Or we on different sides of the, of the nation But when we meet up I've, I've experienced that a lot in the military you know what I'm saying? To where a lot of us related on a on a, on a deeper level, and with, that's what connects y'all. Ultimately. Right. We have shared same shared experiences. You know. What are we starting to lose out on? Because we losing out on something as we ch- as we start to chase forward mobility, as we start to chase the future. You know, in our quest to become futuristic, we start to lose retro aspects. Mm. Think about it, because now. What happens is oftentimes if you're not careful, the people that live and breathe and, you know, they swear by futuristic, you know, um, intangibles, then to be honest with you, they almost they lose sight of, again, the, the retro aspects of what made us who we were and ultimately who we are today. And so oftentimes they, it's like it becomes a disconnect if not careful, almost like, yeah, that happened, but it really didn't even need to happen. This is where we are, and technology has allowed us to be this, that, and the other. We didn't even need that. We don't need that anymore. Mm. But in the, in a sense, like you think about it, sometimes when somebody becomes somebody becomes uh, too caught up in the aspects of life that's, that 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 can be called vanity. When right. people become too caught up in in vanity, what's the best way? Like a child, especially like a teenager. Let's just I give you a scenario. A scenario. A teenager has been acting up in your household. This this teenager is your child actually, and you like I can't get through to this child. Everything we've tried is not r- working. 
So your approach is, is, is broken because you've already tried everything that you feel will work. But the, the approach that you are taking is more from a today's society approach. So this child, this child is just not conforming to what it is that you're trying to you know, introduce as far as, as far as discipline goes. So in a last ditch effort, most people will say, you know what, man, I, I'm to the point I want to give. I, I'm not I'm not able to get through. So now it leaves you in a rocking hard place, so to speak. But it's really not because then you start. It comes a time where you have to reflect back in order to go forward. You have to reflect back. Right. When I was coming up, what <clears throat> would work for me? <laughs> right. True. Because obviously what you're doing today is not working for this child. Yeah. So you like. Well, I'm going to call mama or I'm going to call daddy, you know, whoever. And you know what I'm saying? They discipline was different than your discipline. So a lot of times, first, the first point is to disconnect them from their present. Their present, their present is more of extension of the future. So you disconnect them from their present, their, you know, their touch to the future. And now you bring them backward. So you have to take them back. You disconnect them from the iPhone, the Android, all right. that. You know what I'm saying? Now all of a sudden, now you take them on out there to the country. <laughs> now it's a whole new way of life, new way of thinking, new way of doing things. Right. Now you got to get physical. When now, a lot of times, the one thing I can honestly say about today in today's generation, I don't know, it could be, it could be me just, you know, state my own opinion on this, but I believe us as a people, I believe we're becoming weaker. I believe we're becoming smarter, but I feel like we're becoming weaker because the physicality that was needed to survive at one point in time, now people feel like you don't need that. And in essence, what's also happening is, yeah, like for example, if your body, if you lose your body, what I mean by that is this here. If you're not putting for the effort to actually to to build your body up to, you know, to to a degree uh, through working out, um, just, you know, just watching what you're putting in your uh, your system, everything else, then you start to lose your, you know, you lose your being, mm -hmm. your physical being. So what happens is nowadays the generation that we're living in, OK, it becomes a quick fix. What's the quick fix? I'm going to get work done. I get work done. Mm. But it still doesn't change what's within. And if True. those habits within haven't changed, then therefore you lose, you're just wasting your money on a thought of the here and now. Right. To satisfy my here and now, I'm going to go ahead and pay somebody else to make me look how I want to look. I looked the part. But exactly. The, but really and truly, the right. inside is still broken. 100%. So it's like, man. So today, I want to talk to you about, I know that's a long... Nah, but, dog, that, was, that was spot on. <laughs> so today, I want to, you know, I, today I want to touch bases on something that just, like, dawned on me, man. Let's talk about, you know, retroalistic aspects versus futuristic intangible. Like I was listening to a guy named Les Brown. He said that even if you got all the answers, you probably still wouldn't do it. You, you just have to start. And I'm gonna just stop right there. Like, even if you got all the answers, you probably still wouldn't do it. Um, and I thought that was like key because it's kind of talking to what you're saying with all this technology. Sometimes we procrastinate on what we need to do instead of just doing it, right? Like getting your body done, getting work done, quick fixes. You know what I'm saying? Going to the technology first instead of putting in the effort. And for me, I think you have to start where you are with what you have, with where you currently start where you are with what you have. With where you at currently in life I think that we have more than what we realize available to us That can help us But because it don't look like much We overlook it yeah, But I think the point is that When we overlook certain things, man Because of the technology Because it's so complex um, I don't know, I guess you're, like you said The futuristic aspect of it You know, we think that we need to go through that That's the new age working out equipment Or that's the new thing The new product that's going to help me in the kitchen Or that's the new whatever and we overlook what we currently have available to us, why it may not look much, like that library. You know what I'm saying? I walk by that constantly. I walk by those dump bells weeks at a time, not picking them up, but there's like so much information in them. And because it looks so simple, because it looks so basic, we feel like it can't help us that much. We've been taught to, to really like gravitate toward the shiny things in life. Mm -hmm. And it looks new. The future just seems, it seems 
pristine. Right, right. That's right. just the image that you get, like the Jetsons, man, cars rising above the ground, flying in the air, stuff Back like that. Back to the that. future. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know saying? all that stuff, man, they had you hungry and thirsty for the future. Right. But really and truly, whatever happened to getting it out the mud? Because mm. people appreciate that. Once you have to go through it, the endurance of making it through the pain, making it through the, the momentary suffering, just making it through, you know, the, the, the setbacks, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the mishaps. All of those things, man, like like somebody could have just lost a child and just making it through that, you know. Something something so crushing and demoralizing such as that. A lot of people like, why should I even live? You know? Or in their in their mind they they're looking at it like, you know, they they're looking at it in the absolute worst. They're like, okay, I'm not even I'm not even capable of, you know, I'm not even capable of giving life or bringing right. life. So why should I even continue to even be alive if I'm not even if I'm not even good for that? A woman might be saying that. I'm a woman and I'm not even good for that. I failed that job. So why should I even be here? But see, when we look at it when we look at it, in the, you know, from that sense, and that's the ultimate. Right. We call that the ultimate. Thinking about that from the ultimate negative sense. Let's look at the ultimate positive. God entrusted you to even carry a child. And granted, the mission in your mind may not have ended up the way that it was supposed to. But for you, it wasn't even about, you know, it wasn't it was never going to be about the outcome because the outcome Believe it or not, this, this is going to sound crazy, but the outcome can sometimes ever be changing. Like it could seem like it could seem like it could seem like a period. And sometimes when we look at something and identify it, you know, identify that as a period it's really a comma. Right. So that means that you still going on is, you know, it's not even finished yet. It was a momentary pause. Mm -hmm. So. When you look at it from that, you know, from that perspective, now the next part is this here. That comma equals a test. Your next move would dictate what happens thereafter. If you continue to move forward and you say to yourself, you know what? Yeah, I don't know why that just happened to me, but you know what? I'm still trusting God. You know, I'm still walk this thing out the way that I need to walk it out. Still not completely understanding, but I'm going to do that. Then what may happen from that is that test becomes a testimony because now all of a sudden God gives you double for your trouble. What that double could be is twins. Right. Now you getting ready to give birth to twins. Matter of fact, you do give birth to twins. Now you sitting up there, you treat these twins unlike most people ever would treat their one child because you understand how precious it is to carry a child and to lose a child within the midst of that, you know. So it's like, now from that, you take way better care of your body. You make sure that you're not stressing about every little thing. It's like you start looking at things differently. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, the moment becomes precise to you and, and, and it becomes important to you because you're like, you know what? Before I set up there and I allowed everything, my feelings to dictate how I was feeling from, you know, a moment to moment. Therefore, you know, I created uh, self-stress. So sometimes we could be our own worst nightmare, you know. But what I'm saying is we have to just, sometimes we have to endure through the process. That's, That's the real. hardest part. It's, um, it reminds me, you said feelings, um, endurance, get it out of the mud. And it's like and feel, feelings, you mentioned a big thing. And then getting out of the mud, that endurance. They going through the adversity. That's the principles, and I think like a lot of times, man, you know, they in a constant battle. Your feelings and your principles, your heart and your logic. You know what I mean? It's like two fighters in a ring. You know what I mean? And everybody, each one trying to get the uppercut, each one trying to get the knockout blow, and you constantly battling in between those two. And that's what I realized this past week, man. Like you know, my principles have to stand stronger than my feelings because my feelings are having me turning my turning my wheel into the fast food or turning my wheel to the store, or going here, going there. But my principles... Turning your what? Turning the wheel. You know what I mean? Turning your wheel. Mm-hmm. Your wheel. W-I-L-L. Mm. Turning your wheel. <laughs> That's dope. Look, That's passion, dope, man. passion, will, drive. Right. 
Oh man, bro. Passion will drive. That's spot on, man. That's crazy, dude. It's just, real, man. man. <laughs> Cause it's it's like for me, I know like for principles, um, it's like your it's like your compass, your GPS. You know, and your feelings, your emotions are like powerful motivators also, man. They influence your decisions, your actions, and they also determine your reactions. You know what I mean? Your principles though are ever standing, everlasting. Those are the things that's like, they almost like road signs. You they know should what I mean? be your default. Your default, when bro. When all else fails, you go back to your principle. Right. Your principle belief. I'm telling you, man. And that's that's the constant battle, man, <clears throat> that you have to discipline, that you have to, um, you have to constantly chastise, chastise, man. It's almost like a conviction. And that sounds bad in a, in a negative way. But it's a constant thing that you have to mold, that you have to always look towards, almost watching your speedometer or like watching your your, your gas tank. You know what I mean? And, and engaging it ever so often. But I thought that was key, man. That's what you said because feelings and principles, and that's what I had written down. It's like those two are the things, and um, whatever you're more consistent to, is what you're gonna lean more towards. You know what I mean? It's like just apologies, right? Your feelings gonna have. Let's say you get in an argument with your partner, your significant other. Your feelings gonna have you like, man, up there. I ain't, ain't apologizing. Your principles is what, what's, what's gonna nudge you. Be like, man, I should probably apologize for that. I probably shouldn't have said that. That's your principles. You know, um, they like you said, they're the anchor that that holds you steady in the waves of lash. Excuse me. Those are the anchors that hold you steady when life waves crash into you. You know what I mean? That's what that anchors you down. Your principles, man. And um, you're developed. Your principles are developed. The more you endure. The more you get out of the mud, the more you go through adversity, and the more you're able to tell yourself no or to not ignore your emotions, acknowledge your emotions, but figure out while letting your emotions flow, you keep your principles in sight. You know what I'm saying? And it's like your North Star guiding you to where you, wherever you want to go, aligning you back with your goals. Um, but you have to manage your, your emotions because they are important, but sometimes they're not always right. That's true. You feel what I'm saying? So that's that's big. What you speaking on is self restraint. Right, bro. It's like you know, and that's that's the thing, man. It's like, man, it's funny. Like you could cast a rod into the water, man, and little do you know, man, the things within the water could be hungry. They could be biting. Then all of a sudden, you get that bite that you're looking for. But it's funny. You want to bite until you figure out the type of bite you get. Right. That's the that's what becomes unexpected. You're like, oh, this this something big here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now it's restraint. You trying to you try not to go in. You right. You trying yeah. to hey, hey, I need some help, man. <laughs> it's like now you got a choice. Let it go, or you just keep fighting and try to pull it back. That's the restraint. Right. You know. It's like now you trying to become, you know, grounded. You trying to let your gravity of the situation take hold and make it where you could just a. Hey, Look, I'm trying to pull this thing in, but I'm not trying to go in. Right. So it's like that's that's just a balance, lot of man. It's it like is. you know what I'm saying. That's the seesaw effect. That's it. That's you know it, what I'm man. saying. You have to be able to identify and articulate your emotions, right? Like, what am I feeling right now? Why am I feeling that? I think that's important. I think getting a second opinion, getting a second eye view, a, a, a next point of view to maybe uh, talk to somebody about it. You know what I mean? Or, or share that saying coming out. You got somebody that's going to the gym too that's working out, talk to them. You know what I'm saying? Lean on them for advice. I think too that self-awareness, both of those things go into self-awareness, right? Because you have to be aware of self to be able to identify either one of those, principles or emotions, you know, and spending time with self. You know what I'm saying? Like I, 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 um, I said this a couple of times in the past, but I think in those times of adversity, sometimes we run. You know yeah. what I mean? We flee from it. And we the and I spoke on procrastination, we'll procrastinate a lot because we think we um, we have to get it right. Oh man, you know what I'm saying? I need a perfect gym, I need a trainer, I need this, I need my refrigerator to be full of healthy foods, I can't have this. And it's like you do all this planning and all this thing and you see it in a you see the end goal and you're like, man, sometimes you procrastinate because it don't look like that in your current situation. Um, and Les Brown said a great quote. He said, you don't have to be great to get started, but you do have to get started to be great. You know what I mean? And I thought it was, man, I, I, I meditated on that for a long time. I was I like, you don't that. have to be great to get started, but you do have to be, you, you, you do have to get started to be great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, man, dude, like, I, um, I, I, I really thought about that for a long time. And it's like, you, do what you can with what you have or where you at, you know? And, um, those are kind of the principles and those are things that I kind of realigned with this this past uh, week because it's true. 
And a lot of times you don't need the apps and the watches and the, you know. Sometimes you got to go back to the, the retro approach. Bruh, you don't need all that stuff, Sometimes man. that's the distraction within itself. Bruh, I'm telling you, man. Sometimes, bruh, it's, it's so distracting to the point you get to looking at something. You're like, bruh, how do you even work this thing? <laughs> now you're spending time trying to figure out how to work it. Now you didn't discourage yourself from even doing it. Because you Thanks. feel like you didn't got a mental workout. So now, man, I'm done. <laughs> You feel me? You know what I'm saying? I but it's like a lot of times, man, it's just, man, it's getting back to the basics. It I really mean, is. I, you know, like a sit-up. Yeah, I've heard cases in which certain people, you know, doing sit-ups, it may hurt your back. So, okay, it, it might be time to find like a, a alternative to, you know, doing the sit-up. But again, it's different ways you can take and work the obliques, you can work the abs, all of that. You know, it's just now figuring out what works for you. Right. You know? But you know, the thing about it. So you mean to tell me, like an app, you gonna you gonna you gonna be you gonna be in the presence of an app, and then if the app just decide today it's it's not wanting to do it, it got gonna, now I got attitude. I don't feel like doing it today. So what? I guess we don't feel like doing it either. Right? Nah. It's it's yeah. Your commitment to the process is like that's the thing. And see, that's the like for example, man. What got me on this whole what got me on this whole conversation? I got to thinking about it, man. When the last, I'm gonna ask you something, man. When the last time you wrote a letter to someone? It's been a minute. I done typed a bunch, but I ain't physically wrote one in a long time, man. That's crazy. I think that that's. A I don't hard, even think bro. I took notes in a while. It, that, but <laughs> yeah, but these are things, man. This these are these are like pieces of art, man. That will become a lost art if we stop doing it. Right. Like for example, you think about your daughter, man. Your daughter get to the point of being a teenager, right? You say you can you can mention a, a word encyclopedia, and how you think she might take it? Encyclopedia, what is that? You know what I'm saying? Let alone, uh, I want you to go and uh, go and write your grandma, uh, go and write your grandmother a letter, and you know what I'm saying, and mail it to her. Mm -hmm. How many how many people teenagers to this day do you think will be able to do that? Because suppose technology shut down, and we still need to communicate. The one thing about it, the post office is still open. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't even understand what that, you know, what that, uh, it's like a, it's almost like a little flag on the side of your mailbox. What that's Right, for. right, right. A lot of people don't even understand what that is. <laughs> oh, I just thought that was decoration on it. You know what I'm saying? That's true. You put it up, that signifies to the mailman that you got mail to be Going taken. Right, yeah, right, right. A lot of people don't even know that, man. It's like the stuff that's right in front of our face is becoming a lost art because we don't even utilize it. Mm -hmm. Whatever you don't utilize, it, it after a while, man, it becomes it becomes a resource that's weak. Definitely. If bro. it's a body part that you don't use in a while, it becomes weak. And what happens when it's weak? It can be exploited. 100% bro So it's mm. like We have to go back to You know We have to strengthen our We have to strengthen our resilience We have to strengthen our You know uh, Wherewithal We have to strengthen All of these things Or sometimes Just challenge ourselves To learn What used to be And how What used to be Can still fit into today Right the basic things, man, will get you through and it'll take you a lot further than all this extra complexity materials or technology that you want to add, these devices, these things like that. Now, don't get me wrong, man. I'm not advocating that they're not good or whatever the case may be, but I think we sometimes if we get lost or we find ourselves not reaching where we need to go, sometimes we need to reel it back in and get back to the basics of, okay, what do I truly need? What is truly important? You know what I'm saying? What are the three things I'm shooting for right now in this period of my time, in this season of my life? You know what I'm saying? What do I need to get those things? If I didn't have nothing else and I can only pick five, three to five things to bring with me or three to five things to reach my goal, what would it be? You know what I'm saying? And I think sometimes when we simplify it, then we're able to move a lot further to the point where we can start implementing more and more as we go along. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But it's one of those, uh, it's one of those things, man, to where like you said, the shiny object syndrome to where yeah, man. something come out and yeah, you're like, oh, I need it. that. We own the it. New I the new iWatch, the new, the new this, and it's like, I need that. Yeah. It's like, why I need that? And the that? crazy part about it, even that I want that. Let's let's talk about that for a second. I want that versus I need that. Right, right, right. You know what right. I'm saying? Let's, 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 uh, let's classify the two in two different groups. I want that normally goes over here. It goes to the left because that's what the future. It's mm -hmm. like that new shiny object. I need that a lot of times. That's 
it's significant for growth because that's a foundational approach a lot of times. Like, if you don't know who your ancestors are, then to be honest with you, a lot of times you just, a, a lot of people, I'm not saying every case, but a lot of people become, they become, they become kind of lost in the world because they're trying to find out who am I? Where right. do I come from? You know, what's my story? You know what I'm saying? How do I fit in into the grand scheme of things? Where, yeah, you know, um, biblically, if they're introduced to the, you know, to the Bible or introduced to, you know, uh, the aspects that, you know, uh, most would call religion or, you know, things like that, they, they team, you know, they tend to tie themselves into that. But again, when we're talking about a family, there's nothing to me, there's nothing more. It's nothing more concerning to me. This is just my opinion than a person that wants to know who they are. And it seems like it seems like they just keep running to, you know, dead ends because it's like their history for whatever reason, meaning like their parents or if they was in a foster system or whatever. It's like they just don't have access to get to where they trying to go at. But they're trying. They're mm -hmm. earnestly trying, but they just don't have the, the means or, you know, they don't have the breadcrumbs to follow to get them back to, you know, to the source. You know, they, they can't plug in right. because the source does not exist. Now, plugging into the source, now that sounds today or uh, futuristic because now for a cell phone, if some of us, we look at ourselves as the phone, but we need to be charged. So if you don't have the, if you don't have the source to plug into, then to be honest with you, you're mm. no good. 100%, man. That's real, though. It's almost like they miss a puzzle, puzzle piece. Like you said, it's almost like a basic need because we, you know, those questions are important and we want to find those answers, man. And um, sometimes it's one of those things to where if you don't have this piece, sometimes it restricts you from moving on to this, you know what exactly. I'm saying, this level. You're missing this key. You're missing this, this, little, this little bit of information that can hinder you from moving forward to this. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's super important, man. I think it's tied into each other, like feelings, principles, consistency, discipline, you know, uh, all these things are like intertwined with each other. You know, we emotional beings. So we become emotionally attached. Right. But we have to be careful. And this is, this is, man, this is imperative. We have to become very careful and very aware. We have to do this, uh, we have to be intentional about who it is that we emotionally connect with or to. Right. Because if we're not, then before you know it, like our our being starts to change. 100%. Because of who we are allowing in or what we are allowing in. Right. And it's like sometimes we ain't even aware of what they carrying, but we attach to them. So therefore we attach to what they're carrying. And now you become pregnant with the fruits of this. <laughs> <laughs> One thousand percent, bro. Um, that's so true, man. I think like you know, for me, it's like growing up. Certain principles was instilled in me, you know, by my mom, my grandma, you know, and they uh, propelled me through life. And I think what you what you're talking about is so true. It's so true because if you don't have certain principles already established, when you do encounter certain people, you do and get influenced by certain things. Because think about ads, you know, ads popping up everywhere. You could ride by a store and then oh, you on I, your phone. I, I was like, what you just said, brother? <laughs> <laughs> you said ads. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. ads. Okay. Ads. So like you could ride by. A <laughs> Okay. Bro, that's funny, dog. That's funny. <laughs> oh, well, my eyes, are, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man. On a serious, bro. We we ride by a store, and we already influenced by whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, those are the principles in the still. It could be something smaller. I'm talking about something on a small level, like food, resisting a craving, whatever the case may be. But I I know it's magnified. If you can't handle it on this level, bro, it gets so much magnified, man. You right. It could be something. It's a like you said, getting attached to people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because those cravings never got handled on a small level, on a foundational level. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, like I said, man, I think those things are intertwined. And that's just something I just noticed that like, you know, strengthening, moving forward, 
you know, in this specific area. Mm -hmm. And then as I go on, you know, I realize how it bleeds into other areas of my life. You know what I'm saying? So what am I actually going for? You know what I'm saying? Because your behaviors determine who you say you are versus what your behaviors tell you you are. You know what I'm saying? Super different. And who you appear to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? It becomes also your behavior is oftentimes what people look at. And that tells them a story of who they feel you are. 100%, bro. Even even if you acting out of the character, the momentary, okay, even if you're acting out of a momentary place of emotion, again, there's that thing again. You're emotional at that point. So what you exhibit at that point is being very emotional and explosive. Then people look at you and say, that's that, that guy there. He's no good. Don't hang around him. Man, a short wire. Yeah, he read a blow. Surfused. Exactly. One thousand percent, bro. I already got the current event for the day. What's up? So the current event for the day, man, um, that I would like to discuss, man, is I call this the prime time effect. Mm -hmm. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the brother known as Dion. Well, the brother that's named Dion Sanders, but I'm talking about also known as Prime Time and Neon Dion. Neon Dion. But I want to talk about this for a second. I call it the prime time effect. Why do I call it that? Because Dion has become a huge, well, pun intended. He's in Boulder, Colorado. So he's a boulder, a huge boulder that's connected with a large body of water. And now the ripple effect, which is the prime time effect. Is having, is having a, 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 you know, is having an impact all throughout the country, mm-hmm. and it's like it's funny because people people looking at it, it's like you're forced to be, you know, it's forced you forced to look at it, and people oftentimes that are forced to look at something, they feel like they are forced to have an opinion one way or the other, you know, some people. Some people's opinion is driven off the fact that they never liked the guy to begin with. Right. And it's interesting because with him, with his type of uh, charismatic energy, it may not bode well with a lot of people. It may not. But that's cool because the one thing about, you know, one the one thing about God that makes God so unique is the fact that God allows us all to be like flavors and no two people have the same exact flavor it's a little something different in that flavor true they may look alike they may taste similar but you're like it's something different it's a little tart in here (laughs) you know what I'm saying this one here it's like you know it's like I can't really describe it it's almost like a mystery flavor you know what I'm saying and with Dion Dion could be he could be one of those, you know, desirable tastes the most. And then for some, he could just be a tart. I just can't get with him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But that could just simply become that that could become what well, that could come from the fact that he's from a different generation than what you accustomed to. Anyway, you can be from a, a generation in which it's straight black and white. And then all of, all of a sudden, Dion came on the scene where he brought color into the game. And you're yeah. like, yo. Now whatever happened to like well hey like nah what, these kids playing around with these all all these these different color cleats and stuff why why we can't why we I remember <laughs> we used when I played the game it was just white white True. cleats I remember they had a problem with that a long time ago man when when people started wearing black socks black yeah, cleats yeah 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 like why we we always did things by white but it's like the thing about it man somebody has to be you know somebody has to dare to be different somebody has to be you know, uh, a trendsetter. Somebody has to, you know, somebody has to shake it up a little bit. Right. Man. Otherwise, the, the, the sport itself would get stale. You got to change the You know narrative. what I'm saying? You, know, you never know how much you need certain things to happen until certain things happen. And you like, for example, like Dion. Like a lot of people say he's the ultimate showman, you know, the showman. You know, he go out there, man, and it's like, you know, he high-stepping at the 50-yard line, and you're like, oh, I don't believe this joker just picked the ball off, and he going, okay, if that's the case, if a man going, the man going to pick a ball off, and he's at the 50-yard starting a high-step toward the end zone, somebody need to hit him. 
If the brother scored, then how you mad? Right. How you mad? Right. How are you mad when this man picked you off, started high-stepping at the 50-yard line, 50 and years. still scored a touchdown? For another 50 yards. How you mad? You can't be, man. Okay. Let's let's talk about this. Instead of being mad, get better. I was about to say that. That's what that's shifting blame. That's really what it is, bro. He shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Well, you, should, you probably should work yeah. on your defense. You no, know what oh, I'm you should work on the offense because this man is playing offense right. from uh, his defense. Right, right, right. Look, he got you confused now. You telling <laughs> See, again. That's how it is. Why though, you man? That's why that's how it is. That and the thing about it, the man, the man has done it all, man. Like I it it, it caused me to go back and like in cases like this, man, in which people like they become polarizing because people look at they look at an individual that's come that 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 that's appeared to come up out of nowhere. But really and truly, he didn't come up out of nowhere. Dion's story was already people knew about his story long right. before he got in the coaching industry. It's almost like Dion went missing for a while, but then he when he came back, and when we say popped, he popped mm-hmm. back on the scene. It's like now all of a sudden. Colorado people, it's 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 some individuals out there that hadn't paid attention to Dion until he until he landed the coaching um the coaching um spot at Colorado. The last time they probably paid attention to him was when he played when he played for the Cowboys maybe yeah or when he played for Washington Years on his ago. way out yeah you know what I'm saying so they don't even know what was going on in between they're like oh how he even get a coaching job right don't even know the man was at an HBCU last year why because now we're talking about something that is 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 minor to a lot of people mm-hmm. but it should be significant also bro he could have started anywhere in the world exactly but he started here Exactly, and that says a lot. And now I'm gonna get to something else that's a little controversial. We go, we getting ready to go there today. Nah, let's we go going man. there today. We going there. <laughs> so right now, let's let's call it what it is. You have a lot of you, you have a lot of people in the world that could be classified as Caucasian people that's mad at Deion Sanders right now because they feel like he disrespects the game. Mm-hmm. That's how they might. That's how that's how they might view. It. But then get 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 this. Understand this. Then you got a lot of people that's his same. That comes from his same ethnic group or ethnic background that could be mad at Dion too. Why? They feel like he turned his back on the HBCU. Yeah. I heard that argument. So my thing is this here. This man came out and said the same God that told him to to come was the same God in essence that told him to leave. Right. So if if the man, if God told a man to come someplace, oh, you happy that he came? And he did a good, good job. He did a great job. Why he? Was so there. now, are you disappointed because you, being a human being, you felt like he should have been there a decade or more, or you felt like he should have retired in this location? And I would add, bro, if you feel that strongly about it, maybe you should go look into see how you can help, how you can assist. You know what I'm saying? Boy, look, we like the cat, bro. My thing is this here. Maybe you can, maybe you can learn a thing or two. From the brother instead of being mad at him. Right. The man told you in in so many words in so many words, he came to do a job that God told him to do. And when God had him finish with that job and God told him it's time for you to leave, he listened to God and was obedient. Now look at the success he's having because he was obedient. Maybe we need to take and follow suit on that and say, you know what? Right. Maybe I'm mad at the man because God told me a long time ago to leave what I'm doing and I'm still late. Or God told me to mm. stop doing what I'm doing and I'm still doing it. Bruh, that's a bar, bro. Maybe that's what it is. That's a bar. Maybe that's what it is. But it should never get down to a color thing. A color thing And it's becoming This color thing Where Man that's a brother Man that's a black man He You know what I'm saying Why he left the HBCU He then took it You know what I'm saying But maybe we need to stop And before we start Going there And making it about color Maybe we need to stop And ask ourselves Do I know all of the information Everything That it <laughs> entailed do, do I know What all he was going through While he was there Was me? they giving him All of the You know the resources He needed right. To be successful Or maybe we need to stop And even ask this Okay If God told him to leave What did he leave with That brother took some coaches With him That may not have Otherwise gotten An opportunity At another You know At another venue At the You know At the At the level That he's right. at now one of the biggest levels in college you can be at now. 
Now these brothers get an opportunity. Some of the kids he took from the HBCU, or if they elected to go with him, now these kids are getting they're getting looked at. Or either it's a it's a way to get transferred somewhere. If you if you if you get enough, maybe you could transfer here. He planted a seed. Exactly, planted a man. seed, man. Exactly. And that's you know, that's the thing about it, man. You know, sometimes, bro, that's what it takes. It takes somebody to make it out. So that now, you know what I'm saying, you have the underground railroad to go to where you want to go at now. Right. You have now, you have, it's a way out. And sometimes somebody has to be, somebody has to be that person to take the chance. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to be the person to get ridiculed. Somebody has to be the person to sit up there and to get blamed. Somebody has to be the person to be, you know what I'm saying, just like just the, the spokesman person for why this can truly work. Right. The groundbreaker. Exactly. And that's the thing about it, man. And then when he got to Colorado, they didn't like how he got there. Because, you know, and that's the thing about the futuristic approach and the retro. A lot of time when you're dealing with the retro approach, it's it's more so, you know, you're going to get real. A whole lot of real. Look, bro, I'm going to tell you right now. You probably ain't going to like how I'm going to do this. Everybody that's on the team probably ain't even going to want to be on the team when I really get you know when I right. when my when my feet hit when the I'm ground and we get to rolling, <laughs> look here. I'm looking at a lot of this around here and this ain't gonna cut it. Right. Because this isn't a win a winning mentality. So I'ma go ahead and give y'all the uh, I'ma give y'all I'ma give y'all the opportunity right now to just go ahead and bounce. If if I'm telling you, if you're not if you're not if you're not him just go ahead uh, bro, I was about to say You ain't winning material yeah, But you exactly. said it a lot better If you're not, not him, him hey, You man. might want to go ahead And you might want to get with them <laughs> 1,000 bro And guess what If if you an individual And he comes to he, he You know he's in the auditorium Everybody's in the auditorium They hear this If you're one of them individuals That hear this And it It makes you feel Less than Then right. guess what You're not him You're not him bro You're not him You're not him Cause you already know what I mean that's understanding. A lot of times it's uncomfortable because it requires more of you. You know what I mean? And that's what, you know, not not taking it back or taking it out of context, but a lot of times when it comes to changing your body, changing your circumstances, your mindset. changing your mindset, it, you have, it requires so much more of you. It don't even require a lot more than you. It might require that much more of you, but it's so uncomfortable and it's, that uncomfortability is so not normal to you. That you like It's drastic You know what I'm saying It's drastic It's painful It's a little bit of pain It's a little bit of Uncomfortability It's not If it's hard You gotta do it hard Exactly You know what I mean If it's hard You gotta do it hard And I think You know Going back to Dion man Like He went to that HBCU man He did what he needed He did what he could you know what I'm saying? And he did a ripple effect. He did more than what he could. Bruh. That brother, they the brother put them in a championship. <laughs> like, bro, like on, on Let's get this for a second. Right, right. Let's let's talk about what the brother did, man. The brother went there. And the brother put them on the map. Right, bro. Now let's let's talk about something we because didn't even a know lot who of they people, was before. Like, nobody talking about. Well, I knew who they were. But to be honest with you, you didn't know them like right, that. You, right, you, right, yeah, right, not, right. not, yeah. They didn't have the, the people might say, you know, they might have called out the team name, but then they they ain't knew the colors. It was like 100%. that. This okay. Let's talk about this for a second because see, this is the stuff people don't be wanting to talk about. Name, image, and likeness. Nil. That's what's taking the college world by storm. So in a sense, when. This HBCU hired Deion Sanders. The thing about it, so they they won the sweepstakes for NIL too, mm-hmm. name, image, and likeness. Now they already knew. Then we already know one thing about him. We know the brother going. Hey, he gonna pack the house because of his personality alone. One hundred percent. Now that's Deion working by himself, working from working from. A thought process. Let me tell you how business-minded Deion Sanders is. The brother understood. Look, I'm gonna create that that person that's 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 in a sense that's electric. Mm-hmm. That person that is charismatic. You know, that person that may be arrogant to some people, cocky to some people, swagged out to some. But I'm gonna imprint. I'm going to leave that <laughs> imprint, right. but the imprint is going to be more than just the imprint. It's going to be impact. 
because I got the skills to back up what it is that I'm going out there saying that I'm going to do. Yeah, man. And now I'm going to cause you iron. If I'm iron, I'm going to force you to be sharper because if you playing quarterback, you know better than to throw it my way because if you throw it my <laughs> way, you better be a doggone good quarterback to get it to where it need to go or I'm going to turn it into office and I'm taking it to your house. <laughs> That's real though, bro. That's what I'm talking about, elevating your game, man. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's like, like I said, it's a ripple effect, man. Like, you know, he get, he he did he went down there, did his thing. Now they know what it looks like to what it takes to get to a championship. Excellence. That's what you, you know what call I'm saying. It. And it's like that impact on those students, those coaches, the staff, the school itself. That's gonna stick around for years if you know how to take advantage of the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Go take it to Colorado, taking full advantage of the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's like that's super big and a lot of people like I agree with you, man. A lot of people giving them a lot of flack. Um They giving them flack because they never seen it done like that. Right, man. That's I what feel it like is. I don't think he you know, I don't I don't keep up on all the blogs and all this, but I don't from what I've seen, I don't, I haven't seen them nothing that I feel like is disrespectful, nothing I feel like that is leading those people down the wrong path, nothing that I feel like he's telling those kids that it's wrong that's gonna you know, negatively impact their life. Everything is character building. Everything is principle building. I got, I got a question for you, man. Do me a, a question. Uh, do me a favor, real quick. Look up real quick the percentage. Like, what is the percentage of uh, when it comes to black people in Boulder, Colorado? I'm just like I'm the just population. Curious. Yeah, the population from 2022 African American population in Boulder, Colorado was 1,166. Okay, that's the African American okay. population. How big is Boulder, Colorado? Population of just over one hundred thousand and twenty-seven square miles. Now, how many? What's the percentage of uh, so-called black folk? One thousand one hundred sixty-six. You see what I'm getting at here? I feel you, man. That's and this is what Dion chose to go with. <laughs> That's real, man. I think it's that's a, that's the uncomfortability level, though. This is what Dion chose to go at. Success is normally measured in wins. Right. When you winning, it don't matter what you look like when you out there winning. Hundred percent. Or who's playing quarterback or who's the coach. None of that. It matter. None of that matters. Winning has a way of bringing unity to a community. Hundred percent. And to be honest with you. In order to in order to really win within your community, it must take unity. Because that's when you really can see, you know, you can really see the fruits of your labor coming together when everybody coming together for a sing you know, for a singular for a singular uh purpose. Right. Otherwise, man, you got a bunch of dissension, otherwise you got a bunch of losing. A torn community Right man And it, it don't even have to be physically I think it could be mentally Oh man you It starts there It starts mentally there Mentally losing bro It starts there Man the thing about Colorado man Colorado They couldn't have done much They couldn't have done much worse Dion Dion would have been a winner At Colorado Had he come in And he could have been a, He could have been a winner After his first game Upset in TCU TCU right. was, a, was a team That played Georgia In the championship Just this past yeah. uh, January mm-hmm. After he upset TCU, what you going to tell him? But you know what? For a lot of people, that's enough. That's one of those, nah, what you going to tell me? Right. You can't tell me nothing. Cut the check. <laughs> For a lot of people. That's real, though, bro. But see, that's probably how they look at Dion. But what they failing to realize, Dion never opened up his mouth and said anything like that other than this. He expected to win. He expected to win. And if... After he had t- taken that first victory, if he would have went ahead and dropped his guard down and said, yeah, we here, baby. We here. Then to be honest with you, he would have still had a losing mentality. Dion, like, on to the next game. We didn't come here just for one win. Right. That's not why we here. Man. So it's the mentality. He's trying to come there and he's enforcing a winning mentality. So people could not understand when he came there and in that auditorium, he said what he said. Look, a lot of y'all ain't going to cut it. Y'all might as well leave now. If you didn't got your feelings hurt off that, then maybe you not that meant you know you, you, you not him. You probably need to go. Yeah, man. it ain't no probably in it. If you hurt <laughs> off of somebody saying something to you, right? Then you definitely need to go. <laughs> you know what's funny, man? I think what you said was key because it's like if you basking in your last success, 
then you keep yourself stuck. You stagnant. You, he didn't say he he didn't not acknowledge it. He acknowledged his last success, but he wasn't stuck on that, man. I nah. think a lot of times that's where we hurt ourselves at. And the, and the thing about it, man, none of the winning programs are Georgia, Alabama. Look at Power all of these. Houses. Yeah, look at all of these. What do they have in common? First of all, whether win, lose, or draw, they give you a twenty-four hour window. That means you bask in the uh, you bask in the victory if you won. Or if you if you lost, all right, you could soak, you know, for a little moment, that 24-hour window, after that, it's time to move on. It's time to get back to work. Because that, that, that game ain't going to do nothing for you, for you for the next game. <laughs> it, not, not, it's a whole new game. Yeah, but it could do something for you. Right. If you mess around and you if you too high up and you thinking, hey, your head's above the clouds, and guess what? You ain't, you ain't came back down to understand you got another game coming up the mm. next week. You'll get beat. Or if you get beat by the team before, the week before, and you still stuck on that you know, on that loss, then guess what? The next team pretty much should just be dressed just like the last team because yeah, the same team beating you twice. And the, and the crazy thing is both of them are mentality-driven. Exactly. Both of them are mentality-driven, exactly. bro. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, man, dude, that's, 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 that's spot on. Dude. So, man, I say on that, man, again, hey, big ups to the homie, man. 100%. Brother, big problems. Deion Sanders. And look, man, hey, real talk. Now we around here saying, man, Colorado boy, hey, man, that's for the culture. Hundred <laughs> percent, bro. I mean, oh man, that's, that's I totally agree, bro. That. Totally agree, man. Wish I, that brother nothing but success, man. I'm gonna tell you the truth. Now I'm still a Georgia Bulldog fan. Like that's just you know what I'm saying, hey. But again. Man, I definitely I pulled for Colorado. Man, hundred percent, bro. I pulled for brother Dion. Yeah, man, he got my support. Yes, hundred percent, bro. Uh, what you got? Oh, for word for thought, thought man. Um, I know you got something. Brother, oh yeah, man, brother Deacon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me see where I put it at, man. Right here, dog. My bad, man. Oh, you good? Um, word for thought, man. I knew he had something. Uh, you already know. <laughs> so, my word for thought is from Les Brown. He said, "Anything worth doing is worth doing badly until you get it right." Anything worth doing is worth doing badly until you get it right. I had to say that a, a bunch of different times. I had to say it over and over. Break it down. Anything worth doing to you, whatever you think is worth doing. For me, it's working out. I think that's worth doing. I've been doing it pretty badly. You know what I'm saying? Inconsistent, not disciplined, whatever. But I continue to do it until I get it right, until I reach the goal I'm trying to reach. Anything that is, whether it's business, whether it's family, whether it's working out, whether it's career-driven, Anything worth doing is worth doing badly until you get it right. It's got to be worth doing, though. You know what I'm saying? It didn't say anything worth. It didn't just say anything is worth doing. It's saying anything worth doing is worth doing badly. So you the get it underlying right. word is worth. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's a true statement, man. So you got to just keep that in the forefront of your mind. Um, I will repeat what I said earlier, man. He said uh, you don't have to be great to to get started, but you do have to get started to be great. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like, you know, just getting started, man, it's, it's so powerful in itself. You know what I mean? But uh, that's my word for thought. Well, shoot, I thank you, brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, brother, that was that was it, man. Um, I really appreciate your email coming through. Great conversation all the time, man. I uh, appreciate you guys for listening. This has been a Real Talk Podcast, man. Ch- catch us every Thursday. Like, share, comment, and peace. Real Talk. We appreciate you giving us a listen. If you like this episode and would like to engage with us or support, reach out through our social media platforms linked in the description and tune in every Thursday to check out new episodes. See you next week.